thanks for joining us. The finals, Jared. Our here. playoffs, our slasher playoffs, we're into the finals. Look, I'm not going to lie. Our first effort was unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I listened back. And, and it was unprofessional. Jared. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was unprofessional. But I feel like I can't be held to, held to the same standard. You'd brought in everything done done and ready to go, and I said, well, right, you know, I'll just... And so my unprofessionalism just came from that I couldn't <laughs> hold myself together in the face of <laughs> this shambolic well, fucking well, bracket that was put together. Well, well, look, this second round is much more professional, I suggest. Wouldn't wouldn't take a lot. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. <laughs> we, 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 this will be a more professional outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we get to all that, we've got some shit to un- unpack here. We're going to give everyone a little bit of everything. What have you seen recently? What have I seen? Yeah, come on. Okay. Short list, but I am on holidays now, so that, that, okay, that will be substantially. Great. I started with... Well, kid stuff again. I got dragged along to the Minions. Uh, less said the better there. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a, bit that's a, a bit of a hole, is it? Oh, it's just it's the same old stuff. I then delved into a little bit of doco territory. I actually found a doco, a 30 for 30 doco on the M1 mixtape uh, oh. phenomenon, which was pretty good. It was only went for about 50 minutes, and it could have gone longer. Yeah. feels like, like it goes up until they started touring and stuff, and then it just stops. It doesn't go into... You know, when it all kind of fell apart and all that sort of stuff. Did it fall apart? Yeah, I think it just eventually kind of petered out. They 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 talk about that a little bit, but then they rightfully point out, you know, people in the in the NBA like Kyrie Irving and that sort of stuff who really wouldn't be handling the ball and stuff like they do if it wasn't for that sort of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they they rushed through that, and I think there was probably more to it, a bit of touch and base on some of the people that are kind of you know what they're up to now and that sort of thing. On the same vein, I finally got around to hustle. Did you like Hustle? I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked it as well. Um, Sandler needs to stay there. Needs yeah, to live yeah, in that yeah. kind of territory. Yeah, exactly. And the performances from the NBA guys. Solid. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very good. So that was solid. Then getting into more sort of fair related to what, what we tend to talk about here, I watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. How's that? Because that's on Disney Plus now, correct? <sighs> yeah. I, like, I waited it out. I was going to check it out in the cinemas, and I ended up... Just things didn't break to where I could see it um, when I wanted to. Yeah. And then I heard it was going to be on Disney Plus. I heard about a fortnight ago it was going to be on Disney Plus, Plus um, now. So I just I held off and watched it the night that it came out. Look, I was a little bit let down, to be honest. I wasn't expecting huge things from Doctor Strange in general. But, you know, Sam Raimi, I felt touching on a little bit of... They were, they were mentioning there's a little bit of horror elements in there. Very, very mild stuff. Yeah, being a Marvel Marvel film, and obviously he had Spider Man as well. So he's he's got fucking pedigree. He's got pedigree in both both of those things that I I enjoy. Yeah, I uh, just found it a little bit boring. The only real highlight was uh, it was okay, like, but it was just a lot of stuff that we've seen over and over from Marvel. The only buzz was seeing the cameos that they tossed in, which. They've kind of become very good at, at <laughs> highlighting beforehand. So it wasn't really a shock who was in there. There was one where I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty solid. And and I know a lot of people were excited about that. But, yeah, I just overall it was just a, just a you know, middling, middling experience. I then finished up Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan How was that? Um, I quite liked it. Mm. I liked it a lot, actually. Um Given that it suffers the same old 
prequel kind of work where a lot of the main characters are heading towards somewhere you're aware of. Yeah. It can be hard to it can be hard to get a lot out of it. Yeah. And there was parts of it that didn't it was preordained. Yeah, so there was parts of it that didn't quite work out so well on some episodes that were a bit of a drag. But it was a nice neat six episodes. Oh, well, that's good. So they didn't run the shit out. They of it. didn't run the shit out. It was nice neat six episodes between. I think the shortest one was about a half hour, and the longest was about forty-five to fifty. Okay. But they got some real, really nice moments out of Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor again. Well, that's good. <laughs> so I was really happy with with where some of that ended up, actually. And and considering you knew where it was going to go. I was pretty happy with the experience overall. Okay, that's good. Um, I still think The Mandalorian is probably my favourite of those those Star Wars shows, but this one was definitely a worthwhile, especially for someone that's never been big on the prequels. They kind of took took some of the better better work from the prequels and expanded a little bit. And yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was happy with that. That's good. I watched Alligator. Not love Alligator. Got around to it finally on Shutter. I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Solid three stars there for me. It was, yeah, it was yeah. quite classic sort of Jaws ripoff. But yeah, and the work that they did fun. with the alligator was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like they they worked around the the obviously limited effects, and then clearly shot some footage with the real alligator. Yeah, and like some miniatures, miniatures and, and stuff. Yeah, that was all right. Yeah. I, I quite liked it. And the last one, I got to Maverick. He got to oh, Maverick. I got to Maverick. Let's talk about Maverick because I've got talk. a little bit to unpack here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk because we, you know, we talked about yeah, and I, you know, I said this at the time a couple of episodes ago. I said that you know five years ago, me, you, and Gibbo said who the fuck needs Top Gun too? Yeah, and that Tom Cruise is a spent force in the industry. Yeah, <laughs> and this shit just clicked over a billion dollars. Yep, and. You know, let's be honest, it's not a superhero movie. It's not a franchise. Well, it is kind of a franchise, it's but the nostalgia. not. It's, it's, it's a nostalgia. It's a nostalgia hit. But to gather a billion dollars out of a movie that I I had big questions on whether or not anyone would be that interested. <laughs> it seems that everyone is. Well, that's why, you know, I'm still asking who's the movie for, and the answer seems to be everybody. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Plus, it's still the number one movie in American cinemas. Yeah. Well, judging by... So I was in there today, and it's obviously... It dropped 30%. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking sixth week. Yeah, yeah. Pretty well frequented for a fucking Monday morning yeah. session that I was in. You cannot knock the fact that it must just hit the sweet spot. Just it was good. Spot. It was a good movie. I, yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Was it the best movie of the year? <laughs> well, to well be, quite frankly, to be quite honest, it was one of the better ones I've seen in the cinema this year by by a stretch. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's done all right. I mean, I feel like you snuck up on me five years ago. If I had, if I had four and a half years to think about it, I might have, I might have said, "Oh, look, yeah, if Cruise, someone had a said Cruise to me yesterday, <laughs> you know, what do you think about Maverick? Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah we definitely get Maverick on. Yeah, you know what? And ultimately, Paramount. Because it's Paramount Pictures, isn't it? Paramount? Yeah, I think yes. it's Paramount. They could have taken a real bath on this because they were supposed to release this two years ago. Mm-hmm. And Cruise, I believe, was the one saying, no, 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 you hold. You hold out. So there's a lot of money lost in marketing and stuff. Yep. Like something like the James Bond one that basically got shift- shifted for like two years and they yeah. spent a shitload of money. 
remarketing it on several different occasions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah, look, it made good bank, but not yep. that kind of money. Yeah. So they waited, and you know. I mean, Kenneth Branagh's probably still sitting there going, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, should have. Why been. couldn't have ours turned out like this? <laughs> yeah, but he had bigger fish to <laughs> fucking problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Just he a couple. He should have fucking digitally removed Army Hammer. <laughs> That's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. The second I saw Army grinding on the dance floor, I was like, oh, oh shit, Jesus. hang on. Get him out of there. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's just, look, it's... um. To give Cruz his credit, he was excellent. I think it, it captured, with the young guys, it captured the the vibe of the original Yeah, with some of the kind of relationships and the, the cocky kind of back and forth and banter and all that sort of shit. But Cruz was there to level it out with the, the emotional beats and quite quite honestly, that, that stuff was the best stuff in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the, the stuff in the planes. I mean, Jesus Christ, there was a couple of times where I was sitting there, I felt like I was in the fucking cockpit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, there's a few blokes whose fucking eyeballs are still in this TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. couple where you, where you see them sort of blasting <laughs> off and their fucking faces are getting... Yeah, every time they hit that, they, oh, they're, they're hitting the G-forces, I'm thinking... I reckon they just tossed him in on day one and took him flying around <laughs> and just got all the footage of him going, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, fucking Miles Teller came out of one of the one of the flights with fucking hives. <laughs> was that blood. under his moustache? <laughs> I think so. His fucking moustache was horrendous. But he, he had fucking hives or something. They tested his blood and had fucking jet fuel in it. Like, what the fuck yeah, okay. are you blokes doing? Well, I mean, that can't be blamed on the flight. Christ knows what Miles was up to. The next oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, he was saying that fucking... That had nothing to do with the flight. I was out of the piss at all. Jet fuel, I think you mean rocket fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a couple of them last night. <laughs> but that sort of technological effort is... Um, you know, that's a lot of money spent. Yeah. And... 800 fucking hours of well, yeah. footage. Oh, you had 800 man. hours of people going, oh, fuck, <laughs> take me down. And, and you had two and a half years to refine it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, sweet, and so. I actually think that, that, that two-year wait probably worked in its favour. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I mean, it, it increased the ability to kind of <laughs> pump it up again. If I'm the studio and Tom's saying, I don't know, just hold, I say, can I send the bill to the church to Scientology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. they're footing it, I'm yeah. happy to do yeah, it, yeah. mate. I'll fucking send the bill to you, you twat. <laughs> That's what I would have said. What the fuck are you talking about? We're bleeding money. Yeah, yeah. We're hemorrhaging. Yeah. But it worked a treat. Like, this is his biggest movie. His entire yeah, career. That's all I mean. We're calling him a spent force, <laughs> and he's got his career first billion-dollar picture. And and quite frankly, judging by today, it's going to make a billion five. <laughs> you know what, though? The Paramount was saying that they have a 45-day window in the cinema. Mm. Mate, there's no way. You do not fucking cut this off just yet. No, shit. Well, you let it go for another six weeks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And you probably make another 120 million. (laughs) It's still been 30 million this week. Yeah, yeah. The drop-off is is not on anything like the, the scale of a normal... And that even includes the, facing... Even the, even the large blockbusters. Yeah, it, it, it's faced up to Jurassic Park. 
Yeah. And then it just took on... Which I've heard is a kind of a film. Yeah, I've heard it sucks too. But still, it's a big movie which would have eaten into their box office. Mm. Then this week it, it beat out Elvis and the Black Phone. Also. <laughs> I've heard some things about have you? Elvis. I haven't. I've heard nothing but good shit about it. About Elvis? Yeah. Every the bloke or the movie? Well, everything I've heard about the movie says it's just a fucking garish mess. Is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Is it not cats again? Well, Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> oh, no, so Baz, Baz, Baz can get a little bit over the top. He can get a little bit over the top, but, but yeah, I've heard it's... is it cats? Is it possibly cats? No, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's cats, but people were, people were disappointed. Okay. Because, yeah, you'd think it'd be ripe for some pretty interesting shit. Yeah, um, but I mean, not it's it's not in... It's in the, it's not in Cruz's wheelhouse. It's more of a spent force than Tom is, obviously. <laughs> Tom, to, you know what? Tom's fucking peacocking like this day tomorrow at yeah, the yeah. moment. He's wandering the studio. <laughs> I mean, I was waiting for, you know, I was waiting for Tom and Travolta to roll out in Trading Paint Two the way his career was going, and now, now look at him. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but I'm flying, mate. Well, let me just lay this at the, uh, put it out there. In a current climate movie-wise, where all of those old stars have basically fallen away, mm. this bloke can still headline a billion-dollar movie. Yeah, but look, I mean, the point that you've brought up, to me... He's and he's not, still he's got the not, Mission Impossibles in his pocket. But well, that's the thing. He's not. He's not bringing something new. No, I still don't think Cruz is going to bring something new that you haven't. You know. Well, so. fuck, mate. He's making a movie in space <laughs> soon. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Surely that's got some dollars. Yeah. On it. Well, look, he's got some legs with with Mission Impossible because it's got runs on the board. But it's it's still the case where he hasn't. I mean, it's 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 stuff that we recognise. Do you know what though? I wouldn't be surprised if Cruz put the queue in the rack when the well, Mission Impossible series yeah, went he finished. Because he thinks to himself, I've got nothing else to, to yeah, I've got nothing else to do. I've yeah. got nothing else to prove. Yeah, yeah. But What's he going to do in space? Who knows? Fly something? Fuck, yeah, if yeah. there's a Top Gun 3, that prick will be flying blades. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be going, oh, look, don't worry about the pilot. <laughs> yeah. I've got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And he'll do it in two minutes fifty. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, fucking fantastic movie. Let's be yeah, honest. I really enjoyed it. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it really got the. It, it got was the... it was one of the first cinematic experiences I've had in ages where I was like, hey, this fits right in with the, with the old Simpson Bruckheimer sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt exact. I felt exactly what I was feeling when I was watching those movies back in the in that time. You yeah, know. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, you I was happy with it. I was you very happy. Yeah. All right. My list is short. Not really sweet either, I wouldn't have said. I watched uh, a Blumhouse picture, the house on the bayou. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Interesting premise. Threw in a nice little twist midway through that I didn't necessarily see coming. I mean, I'm Where was gullet. this? It's on binge. All right, so I'll just, I'll just pick that up on someone else's account. <laughs> you know, happen to access. Shush. <laughs> Shush. Just um, borrowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just borrowing your hubby. Well, I've rewatched uh, Gross Point Blank. Yep. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, good shit. I don't recall watching the whole thing. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, it was it was nice, serviceable stuff. Next one on my John Cusack list is Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> and the last one for me was Alligator 2, The Mutation. Mm, that's next on my list. <laughs> look, Stinker. Best to get it off the list. Right. It's pretty bad. Well, I've got a couple oh, look, of Tubi to catch up on. You know what? It's actually not as bad as I expected. Yeah. I was actually expecting to be horrified with what I was seeing, you know. But, look, it was serviceable as far as it's not a bad little B-grade cast. But it's when, when the ever the alligator turns up. <laughs> no good. No. And the whole concept of where they are, it's roaming out into some lake. Mm-hmm. And Stevie rails back as the... <laughs> 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 as, the as the shoddy kind of developer. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, if you watch Not Quite Hollywood... Railsback's still fucking pissed <laughs> off about turkey shit. <laughs> that? And shoddy. They're taking, taking their money to the track. Money to the track and all. Jesus, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, that was like 25 years ago, yeah. mate. Don't worry about it. But that was it. Good. Piece of news, Jared. Recently been in the news. Interesting. Superhero-related. What the fuck is going on with that bloke from The Flash? Mm. Is he uh, fucking off his rocker or something? Well, it's they. The starters. Okay, they. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, they've lost the plot. Yeah. And obviously, <clears throat> that now now the Warner Brothers is like, fuck, what are we going to do now? There's obviously substantial mental yes. issues going on. Yes. Um, so what do you do as the studio? Well... I mean, it's it's a really tough one because how he, won't, he won't be um he won't be doing press. No, well, how, but how can you not release it? You have to release it. But because what do you do with introducing it? Michael <clears throat> Keaton's Batman again? And so what do you do? Multiverse kind of stuff. Yeah. So to be quite honest, I've got no idea what you do. You, you can't use. I think you've got to release it. I think the sooner the better, because it doesn't appear like. Their issues are going away anytime soon, so I feel like the longer you hold it, you're just waiting for more things to come out. An article I read said you basically you respin it to talk about Batman, like the fact that Batman's in it. <laughs> well, um, I think that's how you market. You have to just put it out as quick as possible. There is the intro to the multiverse, the DC multiverse stuff, with Keaton as the big draw, mm. and the fact that. I believe they're going to be throwing out some some Batgirl related stuff in there, right? And I'm pretty keen for that that movie as well. And as soon as it's all done, you've just got to recast. I yeah. don't see any other way around it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are talking Grant Gustin from the TV show. Me personally, I don't think that's the way to go because he's got that he's he's already got that that catalogue on the show. I think you just got to recast it. Yeah. And just deal with it. Yeah, obviously something's gone wrong in Ezra Miller's life. It sounds like, uh, no surprise, but it sounds like there's a lot of drug use Yep, from the most recent reports. Yes, yes, well, you know, um, again, but I mean, it's all just, alleged, but it's just, bottom line is obviously something's gone wrong. Well, um, there's there's allegations, but there's also, there's two arrests that are on yeah, record. Yeah. There is the guy that's accusing him of stealing music. Mm. There's the people that are accusing him of grooming, uh, Accusing them of grooming, sorry. Yeah. 
and now the whole situation with the family living on his ranch. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. their ranch. Sorry, yeah. I keep saying that. I should, yes, yes. I should be more mindful of that, but it's yeah, it's correct. it's a fucking mess. Yeah. So you catch so it, these delays. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you get it out there. You use Michael Keaton. He's going to have to do a lot of press. Paul going to have to do some press. I mean, it'll be... And I can only assume he's barely in it. If they go back for reshoots, it'll be a Batman movie before you can... Because he's not really... I don't believe he's a big player. I think it's small. I think it's very small. And and knowing what... Again, I've read a little bit of Flash. I'm not too deep into the Flash. Yeah. But it's always him that's, that's, that's opening up. It's always Barry Allen that's opening up these these... Multiverse kind of not always, but a lot of these stories begin with the Flash kind of opening up these these pathways to different different worlds and yeah. different universes and shit like that. And I know that you know they've got other ways of doing it now. They do it all the time, but a lot of the major kind of storylines and the major sort of events in DC have started. You know, is it just Crisis and Flashpoint and all that sort of stuff? So DC just cannot get a break, can they? Well, I mean, they've got the Rock for a picture, so. <laughs> Yeah, but I saw that trailer. It looks fucking stupid. Well, honestly, I'm kind of excited about elements of it, but I looked at it and I was like, "It looks like a rock picture." Yeah, exactly. Like, but what I'm saying about DC is they just cannot catch a break. Yeah, they're everything they do is just shit. (laughs) Like it's just, just, I mean, it just gets caught up in some shit. You well, know? that's the generalisation. I mean, this, the Suicide Squad was was good fun, and then the Peacemaker TV show was well received. Yeah, with little I mean, little issues. But what I mean is, Suicide Squad didn't make the money it could have made no, because of make, COVID. Yeah, yeah. And then right. you've got the you've got the Justice League that got compromised, unfortunately, because Snyder had you know had to deal yeah, with yeah. some personal but issues. They wisely double dipped. I mean, we talked about that. Yeah, that was a before smart it happened. Move. We were like, what can you lose? Well, you know, you dip another thirty mil in, but yeah. I think it was worth the investment. Yeah, it was worth yeah. the investment. But then you've got all that bullshit about bloody Joss Whedon acting like a fuckstick. Mm. It's just, it's nothing but bad press. And yeah, you're right. Mediocre films, most of them. The funniest thing now is though, there's reports that now that who's bought the Discovery Group or whatever bought AT and C, whatever. So now they basically own Warner Brothers and extension DC and it's like oh they're making all these changes and then you know they're looking for DC's Kevin Feige and I'm like we heard that shit five years ago <laughs> and it was Zack Snyder basically <laughs> so, yeah I know yeah, you know excuse me if you're not filling me with fucking yeah, yeah, optimism yeah. I'm on not, this I'm one not, I'm I just, just read it and I was like oh fuck here we here go here we again. go again but let's face it they just they just can't seem to catch a break they also can the um the, the TV show related to the Batman the Gotham Central one did they? Yeah. Yeah, well, th- there's a lot of these shows. <laughs> like, let's take oh, a but this one was but this one was not part of CW. CW's got one called Gotham Knights on the way. This one was HBO Max and was related to the Batman, Rob Pattinson. Oh, yeah. It was going to be Jeffrey Wright. Oh, okay. Well, that would have been better. Well, they canned it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Gotham Knights is still oh, going to be there if you no. want another scene. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, the good sorry. news just keeps on coming. Good Lord. But yeah, yes, look, look, it's, a very, to be, it's it, a very tough call as to what yeah. you've got to do. I feel like you're too far down the track. You've been delaying for for years. The film's already in the can. Yeah, right? you've been delaying for a couple of years to get the film in the can. You've got it in the can. Ezra Miller has now shat on any chance that you have of making that film a massive success. I feel like you've just got to release it and just yeah. say... 
we apologise, but but it's we were too far down the track to change this, yep. and the role will be immediately recast. Mm. So please enjoy it in its current form and look at the positives, but Ezra Miller will not be back. Yeah. I don't know how else you'd do it. But it's about selling the picture. Well, you just go and find another Flash from another, another fucking universe. But there's some, obviously some other actors in the film. Of course. Of some note. Yeah. So you, And I you're, mean, look, shit. I mean, Marvel's still putting people in movies. They're still putting fucking, what's her name from Black Panther that's spouting conspiracy theories and all that sort of shit. Who? The sister, uh, Shuri. I mean, she was she was spouting anti-vax, putting stuff on Instagram, anti-vax, and linking fucking debunked YouTube videos and shit like that. She's going to be fronting or, or very prominent in the next Black Panther. So movie. hang on, sorry. So she was well researched. Yeah, she was, did a lot of research. Spent a lot of time doing research in this way film roles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, YouTube videos. That's where yeah, it's yeah, at. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, uh, as Ronnie Chang said when I went and saw him, his comedy show, he started fired up, fired up, and started saying, "When did all the people, when did all the D plus students start requiring all the fucking research?" <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like you guys used to fucking beat up all the, you guys used to beat up the nerds, and now you're fucking requiring books. <laughs> what what book could I give you that would fucking <laughs> satisfy that that need for research? Oh man. All right, let's take a quick break and then let's get into the finals. Right, the slasher movie finals, Jared. We pared down poorly <laughs> on the first <laughs> occasion and left ourselves a, a team short for the playoffs. So we've got let's let's first get our play-in tournament done. So on the Western Conference side, Jared, we said we'd give my bloody Valentine from 1981 another shot, and we're going to put it up against. My Bloody Valentine, the mm. remake from yep. 2010, I believe. Yes. Now, we're going to do things slightly differently due to the more professional sheen of this episode. <laughs> episode. You've had a bit of a look in the mirror and decided you need to be better. Yeah, I did. I did. I felt yeah. like I needed to be better. That's all right. See, I put it all on you. I'll just expect you to be What we're going to do is we're going to... I'll be, I'll be pissing and moaning about it. <laughs> this time, we're going to, we're going to have six criteria. Mm. And we're going to rate them out of five, and that'll give you a f- final number. Are we going to say we have six and only have th- uh, have five in the end? Or oh yeah, four? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll uh, we won't have enough <laughs> <laughs> to put together a score that is required. Yeah, we won't we'll be rating out of thirty, but it only adds up to twenty. <laughs> what will happen is they'll both come out with the same score. <laughs> 
Because we can't fucking add things up to this. <laughs> this will be really good. <laughs> okay. Shut up. <laughs> All right, okay. proceed. My Body Valentine, 1981 versus My Body Valentine, 2010. Let's start with 81. We're going to rate them under these six criteria. So we'll open up with the first, with Body Valentine, 81. The criteria are as follows. The killer, the acting, the gore, the scares, the script, and the final girl. And then you rate them out of five. Mm-hmm. So me and you will put our heads together right now. The killer in 1981's My Bloody Valentine. What would you give it out of five? What do you think? I'm coming in with a, with a solid, a strong four. Yeah, I think. I think it's definitely a four. Yep. If you could, if we could have got sequels here, this one would have been another one we would have been talking about with yeah. Michael and Jason and all them. Because the look is good. The look is very cool. It has a reasonable backstory too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting enough mythology. Yeah. You know, it's not fucking Madman. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Doesn't have the same kind of vocal tones. As <laughs> <Madman>. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do any of that sort of bullshit. But, okay, so this is the interesting one about this one is comparing it to 2010. Yeah. It's also got a fall because it is the same it's the killer. the same thing, yeah. It's a basically the same thing. The same setup. look. And they didn't, they didn't divert. Very far at all from how the minor looks. Yeah, and they didn't divert cool. from the mythology either. No. It is the same mythology. Obviously, because it's a remake, but it just, they didn't do anything, they didn't go in a slightly different direction to kind of, you know, class it up a little bit. Mm. Okay, so, next one on the agenda. Acting. <laughs> this is a difficult one. I actually think 81, I'd probably give it about a three. Yeah. I don't think we're, we're, we're blessed with a superb group of performers. No. I think they're solid in what it's they better produce. Than the average. It's better than the average. Yeah, but you have got a couple of, you know, the fucking mayor <laughs> is, is not what I would call a great thespian. <laughs> and there are a couple of the, the, the minor characters who... Uh, no, don't quite get the money for me. And I yeah. actually don't particularly like TJ. Mm-hmm. I think his performance isn't great or isn't isn't really that strong. So three out of five I'd give. Yeah, I was I was going to go the same and I was going to give the remake a three and a half. Three and a half. Yes. Yeah. Because you got you got your Tommy Atkins and you got your you know <clears throat> you've got people that had cut their teeth on on Teen soaps and things like that. The they CW, cut themselves in the, the CW, CW set with Kirsten and fucking uh, what's the Jensen Eccles? And I actually think is it Jamie King? Yeah, Jamie King is definitely better. Yep, uh, a, a better choice for that role. Yeah, but then of course you throw in your Todd Farmers and cameos and things like that, <laughs> which is you know yeah. I, I, I like that guy. But yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's just in there for a bit of fun. You're yeah. not you're not grabbing him for his acting. Yeah, so I would say the acting slightly better. Yeah, in in the remake. So at this point in time, the remake's ahead. Eight and a half plays eight. Uh, next one on the agenda: Gore. I think you'll find it. <laughs> I believe we gave him four and three, did we? What? Four four stars and then three stars. <laughs> you said we're eight and a half plays. Oh shit! Fair enough. <laughs> 
Alright, we're going well. We're going well already. Alright, well, I was fucking on the fly. I mean, mean, the amusing part about that is you've come out and said your maths is going to be in order this week. No, I said my fucking. (laughs) I said professionalism would be in order. I never said anything about anything else. Jesus Christ. We should stop this as as we go right now. Yep. We need to write it down. Oh, fuck, I've really? got a pen here. I turn up in this hovel. <laughs> well, I mean, Jesus, you can go outside and pick up a bit of charcoal or something and scratch on a bit of paper if you need to. All right, fuck. Okay, Gore. I would like to hear your thoughts on this one. I actually think the uh, original, I'd give the original three and a half. Yep. Um, I think that there's something about that kind of old school gore and stuff that they produce in that that's that I really like. Yeah, I would actually say the remake probably gets a three and a half as well. They do f- rely a little bit more on CGI or some of that sort of stuff with the three D effects yep. that they need, but it's it is super gory, uh, and it has got plenty of bloodshed and stuff, and most of it's pretty well handled. Yeah, so I think and the three D element. Sim- it's one of the three D films from that period where it kind of burst back in for about six months. Yeah, that was. Really good, and, yep. and actually was served well by the 3D. Agreed. Yeah, I think I would probably have to go the same. Okay, so the remake's still in front. Scares. I think the re- remake's a bit lower here because it's not. it doesn't operate on that. That's not what it's after. Yeah, it plays it's more. very much in your face. It plays more to those gruesome kind of kill, the, 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 the bloody... Kills that they can use the 3D as the as the novelty for, and as I said, that worked well. But in terms of scares, it's just it's not not as effective in that department. And no. as you said, that's not really what it was going for. So I would say that the 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 original gets a three because there's something about that the way it's shot, darker lighting and stuff like that. I feel like it's a little more effective in the mines. Yeah, with the way it's shot there. And the remake, I'd give it two. Yeah, I'm actually going to go. I think we bump it up to a three and a half and a two. Three and a half and a two. All right. I reckon that's yeah. That that'd be fair. That's pretty fair. Because as I said, the remake is not operating in that environment. It's not asking for that. Yep. It's not saying we need to scare you. It's saying we just need to shove this in your face. Yeah, you know? pretty much. And it's it kind of takes a bit of a Jason Six approach, where. A lot of it is just... Snapping people in have half. Have a go at this. <laughs> Snapping <laughs> in half, yes. Uh, okay. The script. I think you've got to give the original the nod. Yes. Because the second one sort of... Although, you know, the second one, I like how they tweaked the twist. Yes. But the original put it together, and the second one had a lot of it already there, to ready to go. Yes. And um, didn't really deviate too much from what was there. Yeah. So really the blueprint was already there. Yep. Yeah, I would say it's probably another one that goes three and a half to the original, three to the the remake. Mm-hmm. And the last one is The Final Girl. Hmm. This one's tough because I don't think either Final Girl makes a great Impression? No, no. They're not final girls I speak of. She's pretty well neck and neck. Yeah. Because even though both... Jamie King's the better performer, her character doesn't really get that much to do either. Yeah, they're both 
somewhat forgettable in in a few like when you know when we're getting to the point where we're comparing them to other ones yeah I would say that they're probably two two apiece because neither of really make much of an impact fair okay so breaking it all down the original My Bloody Valentine has a score of 19 out of 30 the remake has a score of 17 out of 30 which puts My Bloody Valentine 1981 into the finals on the Western Conference side now, on the Eastern Conference side, Jared, we had Black Christmas from 1974 yep. up against Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah, tossed in a... A smoky? A smoky? Okay, The Killer. I'm going to have to go with Ver- Leslie Vernon here. Yeah. It's a much more interesting deconstruction of what you know, these mo- monsters are. It kind of showcases who he is from go to woe. We get all this backstory about him. We kind of get an understanding of who he is. I I was never a big fan of the mask, but I think overall the whole sort of package works well. Yeah. I'd give it three and a half. And it's an interesting one where it puts, you know, the majority of the movie you spend in the, spending the time with the killer. Yeah. So. So he's kind of almost our hero. Yeah. Throughout. I think he's so interesting for the early parts of the film that, yeah, I'd probably nod toward that too. Yeah. Black Christmas has some excellent parts related to the killer, but it's more around the POV stuff. That we never really see the killer, do we? Yeah, we never yeah. really get to see the killer. We don't 100% know who it is. Yeah, and, and I think it's also interesting that we put these two head-to-head because of the whole theory around... What's his name? The old fella from The Walking Dead that was in Leslie Vernon. Yes. People tossing out that that's actually the killer from Black Christmas. Yeah. As a kind of fan theory, one of the few fan theories that I actually sort of enjoy. And yeah, yeah. So I'd say Ver- Leslie Vernon gets the, the money there. Yeah, what are you going? Three and a half. Three I'd and say half. Black Christmas is probably two and a half. I reckon two and a half Because well. you don't really, as I said, you don't really know the killer. Yeah. At all. And it's kind of in an effort to... I don't know. The phone calls you can kind of go either way. Yeah. Some of it. Sometimes it's creepy, and then other times it's like, oh, this is just kind of a smutty sort yeah, of yeah, prank yeah. call. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I think I would go. Leslie Vernon is more interesting there. Yep. Okay. Acting. Ooh. I think I'm going to have to go with Black Christmas. Yeah. Although I'm not a huge fan of Olivia Hussey's. Performance. She's up and down. Like she's got some really good good work in there, but across the board, you've got some seasoned performers. Yes, that do the job in there. Yep. I forgot Johnny Saxon. Johnny in Saxon it is there. there. Uh, Margot Kidder is pretty Kidd good. Is there. Leslie Vernon struggles because of lower budget. Yeah, I think the guy playing Leslie Vernon is very good. Mm-hmm. But- what about Robert England? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's always nice to see Robin, but he's barely in it. Yeah, and as we all know, he's he. He's not always on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but apart from those two, it's it's a little bit. There's not there's a bit lacking in other areas because yeah, there's not a lot of characters so. that we get to know either. Yeah, f- through that period. So I think uh, I'd give I'd probably give Black Christmas a three, and I'd give Leslie Vernon probably a two. Yeah, okay. I was I was probably thinking more the halves, but three and twos, fine by me. Okay. Gore. 
Neither film bristles with gore, does it? No. Well, ha- Black Black Christmas, obviously, being the forerunner to Halloween, is very similar in that regard. Like, mm. it's, there's not a lot of Not that. really a gore picture. Yeah. Yeah. Tough one. Because Leslie Vernon doesn't doesn't revel in it either. No. Really that much. So this, this category is not really what the strength of either of these films is. No, I think is, it's is probably twos. Yeah, probably. Because I don't remember anything particularly gory in Leslie Vernon. Yeah, probably twos all around. Okay. Well, it doesn't have the... He uh, has the bloody apple cider. Fucking the, what is the press apple, or whatever. Yeah, or the apple press or yeah, whatever. That, 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 I believe that comes into play in the end. Mm. Okay, scares. This is where Black Christmas gets your money. Yeah. This is creepy shit. Like, and I think it's unsettling even when it's not. It's just uh, uh, the whole sense of dread thing again. Yep. Like, even when they're just... Even when they're letting the foot off, you're still uneasy. Yep. The phone calls start the start that sort of stuff. Then yep. the POV works. Then the couple of the kills that you see with the girl getting the fucking plastic bag wrapped around her head. Yes. And then the ice, the 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 unicorn sculpture sculpture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you don't see the killer. You don't really see it. Him. You know that he's there. And then, of course, the the the, the big ending works really nicely to cover off on some of that. Mm. So. Look, Leslie Vernon, again, because you're deconstructing the killer, you can't be scared. Yeah, and it deconstructs some of that. Like when he go into those sequences and he talks about how, um, you know, how they start with that bit at the diner. Yeah. And then he's talking about how it's all going down. And so from that point, you're sort of just like, oh, it's it's more focused on that than actually developing the scare. So I so, would actually say Black Christmas has a four. Yep. Scares and Vernon's like a maybe even one, one and a half. half. Yeah, there's really yeah. nothing there in the sense of trying to be scared because yeah. the film is is pitched with the killer, so yeah. you don't get that. So Leslie, this category for Leslie Vernon is like three point shooting, but you're talking to Shaq or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just not his game. Yeah, you no. know? <laughs> okay. The script. I would actually say that Leslie Vernon might be just slightly ahead. Because it's mm. something different. They're both pretty tight. See, Leslie Vernon suffers from the, the end of it. Yes, yes. Um, the end of it is disappointing. Black Christmas not, not, is also... Yeah. It's not terrible, but it's it's sort of kind of... The, the great stuff is early on yeah. when it's sort of developing the whole... The whole Black Christmas thing. is good because it kind of set that template. Yeah. Almost, that and I was some just, of what Halloween... I was just having a bit bit of a look of it, and it's. I think it's actually quite well written in that regard. And now it's. I mean, it's dealing with the abortion stuff. I mean, fuck. Talk about. Talk about. I can on the flashpoint. Yeah, well, you can you can imagine it being brought up again and 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 kind of re rewatched. Yeah. In the modern kind of setting there. Yeah. But I actually think it's quite well well written. Again, I haven't seen it for a while. Hmm. Um, Black Christmas. So I reckon maybe you could probably go for threes or three. I reckon and a half you probably yeah. I reckon you're probably three and a halfs at least for both of them. Yeah, solid, solidly scripted films. Black Christmas. I'm probably probably being a little bit unfair, not giving it a four. But and the final girl. Know. Again, two that don't really make a great deal of impact. Yeah. Probably leaning towards Black Christmas myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her, she's a bit more. You know, her character's probably a little bit more regard, highly regarded, because it's probably yeah. a more highly regarded film. Again, it's the it's the the idea of 
Leslie Vernon, how he's kind of putting all he's putting these things in play for that girl that we get to know to be yeah his final girl and whatever. But when we kind of but get when, there, it's kind of like when it's the character itself. Yeah, it's more the idea of what Leslie Vernon was putting together that I remember. Yes, rather than her. Yeah. So I'd probably put them. Black Christmas at two and a half. Leslie Vernon at two. Fair. Yep. So what do we got on the scores here? Black Christmas scored a 17. Out of 30, 14 and a half for Leslie Vernon out of 30. Black Christmas is into the finals as well on the Eastern Conference side. All right, so now we've got our, we've got our proper bracket. So let's dive in. Western Conference, Jared. First game on the rank. A couple of very big rivals here. Friday 6 versus Friday 4. Yeah. All right, let's talk. This was going to be an interesting one. Let's talk. The killer. Well, you know, both Jasons. But now we've got to decide which one of the Jasons is better. Yeah, it's basically just your... uh... Just your preference. And this is tough because we've split hairs on this one before. Correct. I'm a CJ Graham man. You're a CJ Graham man. I'm a Ted White man. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pitch for Ted White. I think you give Ted White's got a four and CJ Graham's got a three and a half just because Jason is actually scary in part four. Yeah. He is not scary in the least in part six. But I don't necessarily believe that's that's to do with CJ Graham because the no, film it's not is his very fault. different. Different and film, correct. Graham is a see, like a hulking said, presence, that, he's, a, he's a hulking presence and he looks like he's he's there he's there to conduct business and do it efficiently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, look, I can probably go Maybe with that. we can't be split. Here. Hey, look, Maybe I can, I'm happy to I'm happy to concede the half point there, even though I am a CJ Graham fan, but I understand that it's a different Jason. He's being asked yes. to do a little bit differently. Yeah. I mean Ted White gets to gets to really menace or CJ Graham gets to snap people in half. And that's I mean it depends what, what tickles your fancy, really. Firstly from an acting standpoint, I would love to snap someone in half. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Much preferred. Yeah, so Although it really I wouldn't just... have been on set to see Crispin Glover go, yeah. go off like a bloody frog in a sock. Yeah. Dancing wise. And the other reason I'm happy to concede the half point, again, I dig CJ Graham's look. Yeah. It's one of my favourites. In, in terms of how he looks. Yeah. But the part four one is excellent as well. Yeah. It's probably the classic Jason look, mm. part four. Well, it introduces the... I mean, geez, we're sitting here with a Jason mask and it's a part four. I purchased yeah. the part four because of the split in the head. Yeah. And that sort of thing. So important uh, little little tiny extra details. Details. So that puts Jason slightly ahead there. Yes. Jason, <laughs> Jason slightly ahead of Jason. No, Jason, okay, acting. This is difficult too because I think Part Four's got a really nice cast in terms of they're just a little better, a little better polished than the usual. Yeah, swill. The thirteenth film. How dare you? But Part Six has also got that going. I think uh, Tom Matthews and. Jennifer Cook are both really good. 
Yeah. I really like Sheriff Garris. Yes. David Kagan. So I think, look. I'll even throw out a fucking bit of love for John Travolta's nephew, whatever his name was. <laughs> I think part four is probably... Oh, I was going to say it's a little bit deeper, but really it's only Chris McGlover and Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to go with I part think you're going to go part six. Yeah, part six. One. Part six gets a four. I was going to say four's got the depth, and then I thought, hang on a minute. No, part six has got the depth. Yeah. Part six. Yeah. Again, it's pretty close. Yep. So I would we- say... Probably a three and a half to a three, if we're yeah. looking relative to acting in general. Yes. If we're looking for Friday, Friday <laughs> films is a five and a half to a six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Exhibit A, the fucking drug goes, they got five. <laughs> Talk yeah. about no, not having any fucking depth on your bench. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, you don't have a lot of depth on your bench, but you're also... You're also struggling for starters on that one. <laughs> I mean, really, Demon. Demon's your 12th man. And it, <laughs> he's a guy who can come off and, he's, and just heat up very quickly, but he doesn't get a lot of minutes. <laughs> well, probably the because he's got food him. poisoning. The coach isn't playing him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, not, did not play enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> DMP, damn <Right>. enchiladas. <laughs> That's right, yeah, damn enchiladas. All right, so... Gore. I think it has to be part four. Yeah, it's got to be. I part mean, four. fuck when you cut a bloke's throat with a fucking surgical hacksaw and then yeah. twist his head around. Um, <laughs> but also, part six was one of the ones that got trimmed. Yeah, yeah, and has never really been. From what I understand, they've never really found enough to no really to, to do sort a of reheat cut it. or anything like that. So yeah. it's pretty clear cut on that one. Yeah, I would almost say it's a four and a. Two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. Scares. It's got to be part four. Definitely, yeah. Probably a three to a two there. Because four, uh, actually, it'd probably go a bit higher. Three and a half to a two. Six is not scary. And it's because of what Tom McLaughlin had to do to to make Jason that unstoppable Frankenstein type. Yes. Script? Personally, I've got to go easily in favour of part six. Definitely. On this one, because of the humour and the acceptance that this yeah. is where we need to be. And I, I think Tom McGuire is a wit. reasonable writer. Yeah. There's some wit. All of it makes sense the way it kind of progresses. Yeah. And I mean, can I give can I give credit for anything Crispin Glover does to the script? I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he's fucking... Off tap, yeah, and deciding to do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't feel that that's part of the script. And even even the you know the stuff about the dead fuck and all that sort of stuff in the hands of someone else might not have worked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he no. thinks that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favourite fucking. Bits. So what are we going there? I reckon um, part six is actually a four. I think it's a four as well. And I think part four is probably a three. three. It's a it's a solid enough script, but it's not in Friday terms. It's fucking. Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah. But in... But I think the strengths of the movie were, were elsewhere, that it, it already had those, like we, we always say, it's the one that took the stuff that was already there and just packaged it up perfectly. Yeah. And the last one is The Final Girl. So, Megan against... What's her name in four? <laughs> I can't remember a fucking name. See, this I is... think that pretty much tells you the answer, yeah, yeah. doesn't well, it? Well, this is also difficult because it's... 
You've also got, if we're talking final girl and by extension, got Survivors, Tommy. Tommy versus Tommy. Yep. As well. Well, um, it, So they kind of cancel each the, other put out. Put the two of them bit. together. Put the two, two, Tommy and his final girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, from both films. You would have to say it's part six. Yeah, I think it's part because six as well. Tommy's older in six. Yep. Better performance in terms of an adult performance. Mm-hmm. Then you've also got Megan, who, you know, you sort of, I believe, threw, threw a curveball in that she was the best final girl of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, above Ginny. Yeah, no, I probably was wrong there, you know. I, I could be wrong, but I think she's one of the better ones. Yeah, oh, most definitely. Trish is the one in part four. Trish, that's right. Trish is all right, but... She doesn't, again, there's no impact. Although yeah. she does fucking bash Jason around the fucking scone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did talk about, we did talk about Megan's terrible, terrible decision making and that sort of thing, but yeah. she is kind of just her own, her own thing. Yeah, she's, she's kind of a cool, a cool sort of final girl, one of those ones. Cool, she, cool and hip? <laughs> cool and hip in 1986. She was cool yeah, and you hip. You sound a little bit Steve Buscemi there. Hello, fellow students. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but... She she kind of drives the plot. Yeah, she does. Much more. She like does. She actually pushes Tommy to do what he's got to do, whereas Trish so. kind of reacts to Rob yeah. turning up and, you know, like she kind of, she's more of the not really knowing what's going on until the last 20 minutes where she fights. fights. Mm. So what do we got? Who gets the money here, Jared? I think it's part six, a three and a half to a two and a half. Yep. That's my feeling. Yes, definitely. This was very tight. Part four had a score of 20 out of 30. Part six had a score of 19. Part four is through. The second game is Scream versus My Bloody Valentine from 1981. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a short short return to the look. It's, the, the, the scores may not really be required here, if I'm being honest. Well, we can go through the categories and just give yeah. our preferences okay. and, and decide killer, on that. Look, Scream, I, clearly. <laughs> I always give... I, 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 this is the only category that Bloody Valentine wins for me. Mm. I, lo- I just love the minor. I think that, that everything about the minor is fantastic. It's really, really cool. Okay. The pickaxe and all that. It well, works really well. I like Ghostface, well, don't get me wrong. Here's why you're wrong. <laughs> okay, no, there we go. No, no, continue, continue. But I just feel nostalgic. Nostalgia gives me my bloody Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ghostface. Better look. The mask is a classic in any Weaponry, measure. Weaponry, though? In any measure. Weaponry's pretty standard. So the the miner gets it for the pickaxe, but the look of Ghostface, the shtick on the phone. Yes, I forgot about that. The mystery element. But hang on, if you're, you're looking at it just like Ghostface, I still think it's it's hang on a better look. You're forgetting about that happened once, that happened twice. <laughs> Cancel the dance, or it happens right. Yeah, look, that's fucking wordsmith. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him points for being a wordsmith. But so is Ghostface, and we get to hear it. Yeah, true. Unfortunately, Harry, I mean, if Harry had pulled out a guitar and started... I don't the, know, ballad the, the ballad of Harry Warden. 
I might have been in. I but, may have um, fucking pickaxed the bloke to death. No, look, <laughs> I think it's... Yeah, look, it's, I think you're probably right. For me, it's clear cut. It's close, and, but I think you're probably right. And I, Ghostface has something that basically none of them have, in that it's, it's got the mystery element. Yeah, we don't know who it is. For every time Ghostface yeah. is around. So... Obviously, you've got the, the longevity too. Like you got five movies versus two. I think it's I think it's pretty pretty much okay. Solid acting, scream in a canter. <laughs> I mean, no, no, because that's yeah. a good cast. Yep. Of yep. of young up and coming actors, they're all good. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in like little performances from like Henry Winkler in the background. And, yeah, yeah. You know, just guys that that fill the roles perfectly. But then you know you've got. Nev Campbell, you've got David Arquette, you've got um, Skeet Ulrich. You know, it's a, it's a good cast. They all produce the goods. The only one that most people are a little bit upset about is Matthew Lillard because he's very much over the top. But, I love, but you know, I, I kind of dug that. Yeah, I, I, sort of, I, I sort of dive into that. Well, I think I mentioned to you when we were talking about it that it's almost it's almost everyone at their, at their career best. Yeah. Some of them, some of them fell off the fucking yeah. pretty quick, basically. So yeah, I would agree. Scream gets it there. Gore, yeah. See, Scream's not not particularly not gory. That actually. gory as well, but it's probably got a, a couple of, you know, the the thing like the well, Stephen and Drew Barrymore found. Start, yeah. So it probably just squeaks by on those because other other than that, they're both pretty gory. Pretty yeah. This could be one where it's kind of level, I would suggest. Yeah, I think it's pretty close. Pretty level. Scares, scream. Yeah. Just the the, the menacing stuff on the phone. It's crafted well. There are a number of good jump scares in there. I mean, if you had the stuff in the house without the the phone calls coming first, it's run of the mill at best. Yeah. But because it's been crafted with the phone calls and shit. Yeah, it works. It works perfectly. The script, well, fuck. What about the, you know, the, the supermarket? You get scared by that one. Ghost oh face. yeah, we're fucking buying some tater tots and fucking. <laughs> and then yeah, I in the got equally yeah, when I got equally scared when he's standing in the uh, in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes later, the frozen goods section is usually down the back somewhere, so you've yeah. got to be wandering through the store. And, and, and personally, I'm going. What the fuck are you doing with a mask on? You yeah, yeah. dildo. Poor taste. Get I'm out of getting here. killed. <laughs> The script, well, it's a no-brainer. Like, Scream is a tightly written script. Yeah. It really, really works. Yeah. No disrespect to my bloody Valentine, which I appreciate the way that's put together, but we're talking about apples and oranges, really. Mm. It's, it's not, not, not even that close. And as far as final girls go, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think that's... It's an easy uh, one. It's an easy one. So, Scream canters through, mm-hmm. gallops through... Gallops. ...into the next round. So over to the over to the Eastern Conference. Halloween seventy eight against Scream Two. Okay, first one, Killer. Yep, this one's going to be interesting, Jared, because you just told us fucking Ghostface was king shit. <laughs> well, how does he stack? Shit. How does how does Ghostface stack up against one of the premier slashes? Pretty well. Pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> no. Not quite well it's, enough it's in Michael, Michael Myers. It's definitely Michael Myers. Um, especially if, you know, if, we're going to, if we're going to movies, particular movies, and adding the, the killers in there, Scream 2 
Well, you, you, you still got problems with fucking whispering. I've still got problems <laughs> with whispering in the crap. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't like that on it. You know, I don't like that when you're not killing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. When you're killing people I mean, on top of when it. When I drop a deuce, I don't talk to it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to hear any conversation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a library in there. The only thing I want to hear is a little bit of tap dancing yeah. if you think you're going to make too much noise on the ball. Yeah, or, or the occasional... <laughs> yeah, the fucking, yeah. That's a short yeah. horn. As I said, if that's coming, you'll hear my feet kind of giving a bit of this business yeah. just to cover I'm it up. I'm going to shuffle. <laughs> I'm going to get into position properly. <laughs> So, Michael gets the job done. Michael gets the job done because it's the, he's he's not the original, but really, yes, the original for the when you're going into like the ones that lasted has the whole kind of projecting your own fucking fears onto the blank mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the looks just iconic, simple but iconic. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to top the original Halloween. Yeah, in that regard, as good as Ghostface can be, and if I'm, I think Scream Two is the best of Ghostface. No, it's yeah. not. But if we're going by scoring of films, I think you'd have to say seventy-eight. Michael is five, five out of five. Five. Scream Two. I'd probably say three and a half. It's not the yeah. best of Ghostface, but it still has still moments that work. Yeah, I'm f- I'm happy with that. Okay, acting. I'm going to go with Scream Two. Three and a half. Yep. And the acting stakes, Halloween 78, probably a three. And the reason why I say that is there's a greenness to Halloween. You know, it's not an experienced group of actors, mm-hmm. and it doesn't come with, other than Donald Pleasance, everyone else is more, obviously Jamie Lee Curtis's first film, the other actors, although solid in what they do, then they don't stick out as much. Yeah. Uh, Pleasance is the only one who sticks right out, which yep. is great. Look at Scream 2's cast, though. I mean, it's fucking dripping. Yes. It's it's probably deeper and bigger than the first one. Yeah, almost. but look, it's, you know, time on the court. Hard to beat Donnie Pleasance. I know you think it's, he's hammy, but no. I'm all for. Pleasance is LeBron James. A lot of Pleasance, yeah. But he's surrounded by a cast that doesn't get it done. Yeah. For ya. Like, I think you, you pointed uh, in Booby Gibson. Booby Gibson. <laughs> and that's not a knock on Jamie Lee Curtis. She is very, she is still good in the film. Yeah. I'm not saying... Charlie Cyphers? Charlie Cyphers. He's good. But, not enough time. But that Screamcast, Scream 2, it, it's got all the characters from the original that we knew. Yeah. But then it throws in Timothy Oliphant, Josh Jackson, fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm. Portia de Rossi... It, it's it, um, Liev Schreiber yeah. is around more, like, and they're all good actors. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I'm not, I'm not. Again, people might be up in arms because I'm think, making that out like I'm shitting on Halloween, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm just saying. You are. If we're gonna, if we're gonna get serious, looking at the two casts side by side, Scream Two is a better cast. It's simple. So, but, but I mean, Donald Pleasance is a force of nature. Okay. <laughs> well, Scream Two's got a f- four for the cast. Yeah, right. Halloween's got a three. Because you've got Pleasance and you've got Jamie Lee. I mean, I'm protesting, but... Solid, solid one-two punch in the post. Yeah. But past that, if you kick it out, nobody's hitting anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they there with their hands up. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking cut! <laughs> That's all you ever hear from the coach. 
Bloody hell. Cut. Okay. Third one is gore. Obviously, Halloween... I would probably say neither of these films are particularly gory. No. Scream's got a little more. A little more. So let's say two and a half of Scream. But I feel like, yeah, this is... Two for Halloween. It's it's harsh on Halloween again. It is. It is harsh on Halloween. But Halloween starts to come good near the end. I mean, you couldn't even give it a two and a half. There's just none. So it's a two... We'll give it a two because we don't want to be assholes, because it's got no real gore in it. But yeah, Scream Two doesn't have a lot of gore either, so it's a two and a half. Yep. Okay, this is where Halloween comes to the play. Scares. Yeah. Halloween's a five. It's another one that's. Uh, I mean, even with age, it's still I'm still going above four because it's creepy as shit. Yeah, yeah. And just all that shit with Michael in the background. Yeah. Where they don't use music to tell you he's there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So you just see that mask just sort of looking in on her. It works a treat still today. I give it a five. I think scare-wise, it is one of the scariest movies around. Okay. Scream 2. Three. Not really a, yeah, not really a scary film. Three. The script. Scream 2 dipped. Yeah, Scream 2 dipped. Halloween is tightly... Tightly written. I would say Scream Three, Scream Two is still a three. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not shit house. Halloween. I mean, see, it, the script also is pretty straightforward. It's pretty yeah. bare bones, but it's so so effectively done. It's efficient. Like everything yeah. about it is really efficient. Yep. And it's as straightforward as they come. The old, you know. I mean, it probably wasn't wasn't done as much, but the break out of the institution and yes. come home, it's yeah. sort of... Simple, but also the mixture of a male writer and a female writer and finding the, the voices for the women via Deborah Hill and then... Some totally. Of that, totally, <laughs> indeed. But some of that shit like the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes, you know, all yeah, that stuff yeah. is awesome. You that know, stuff just, is really good. Yeah, and Pleasance, of course. I said he had some ham, but... So you're giving a five. I'm giving a five. I think I think the script is excellent. I think it's more of a four. Four. I reckon it's a four. Why don't we cut to the middle? Four and a half. Okay. Scream um, And the last we one. Also, we also we just haven't. Uh, I mean, we haven't in- accounted for stuff like music, which is yeah, Halloween is a Halloween's, five. Halloween's yeah. You know, like, so this is where, when we move to the next round, the the scores sort of drop off, and this we is start more of the things. Yep. Yeah, we start talking about our preferences. And then the last one is the final girl. Easy. And again, it's hard to look back at Halloween without the extras that we've seen. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's well, it's not so easy, is it? No, because <laughs> it, it's I, not easy because Sydney Prescott is. Let's face it, this is one and one A. Yeah, I like the, the very, progression. I like the progression for Sydney, but again, Scream Two is is. Is less a part of it, but um, my thing is this: Laurie Strode is the prototype, typical, yeah, the prototype, pretty that, much that um, Sydney Prescott. Without Laurie Strode, there is no Sydney Prescott. Correct. So, and I mean, if it's if we're looking as a as a package package deal, 
it's it's tight, and I believe I've put my preference out there as I feel like the progression through the movies is actually better for Sydney. So, yes. but if I'm looking at it as the original Halloween versus Screen Two, Screen Two, I'm saying that it's got to be it's yeah. got to be a five, five, five for Laurie, for Laurie and a four. For I would still give it a four for Sydney. Yeah, Press Sydney Press Press Press. Yeah, still still a good performance, still a good final girl. Yep. So what was the what what do the scores bring us here? This will be an interesting one. So Halloween. Ends up on a 24 and a half. 24 and a half. Scream 2? Scream 2 is a 20 and a half. 20 and a half. Okay. So, Halloween into the finals. Yeah. The other side of the coin, Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus Black Christmas. Mm. Okay, let's Didn't start. We had this matchup. <laughs> Did we have this yeah. matchup? Yeah. Oh, we had this matchup. So this is we? the old fashioned. This is the old fashioned, uh, you know, the AFL scenario where you get beaten in week one and then you yeah, come and win you come the game. Back, yeah. you, you play them again you in week, week yeah. three or four. Or the Look, I think this is probably. Let's be honest. We've already been down this road. Yes, and we know what we went with. Yeah, but let's we, let's run through the scores. The scores to make sure we, we, we might we might even just you know go head to head on those categories okay. and see what killer. We Definitely leatherface. Leatherface. Yeah. In a canter. Yeah. Um, it's a, he's kind of more iconic. Yeah. And the original is the best. Yes, definitely. For, for Texas Chainsaw. Acting. Black Christmas. Gets the money there because Texas Chainsaw is very raw. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, from the kids. I think when you look at the family, yeah, the family's Chainsaw all right. actually really good, but when you get to the kids. Oh, yeah. Fucking Franklin, Franklin has destroyed us. Franklin's yeah. coming out with a two for eighteen. Oh, on this one. Shot like a cunt. He's he's John Starks. Um, but also the other, you know, the the teens, their their performances aren't. Yeah, great. They're, they're definitely raw. Yeah, and as we said, Black Christmas has a couple of people that Saxon. went on to bigger careers and Kida. Yeah, yeah, better actors there. So that that's definitely a a win for Black Christmas. Okay. So the next one is gore. Neither is a gory film. Well, I think the idea of you know chainsaws being involved, yeah, kind of always made me feel squeamish about. Well, Texas it's chainsaw. more brutal. Even just yeah. you know, when it's when it's quick, it's still a bloody a fucking uh, meat tenderizer to the to the scone or yeah. something like that, or being like impu- hooked onto the. Yeah, so it's Texas chainsaw. Yeah, but, chainsaw but, gets it. Scares chainsaw, chainsaw for me. Yeah. Just because it's it's that. Oppressive kind of trapped, yeah, with this weird group that you know, and the same, it's unsettling, yeah, even at the start where they've just got the, the shot of of the corpse, yeah, yeah, and, and that the, music going, yeah, yeah, and and going to the bloody, you know, when they go past the cemetery, mm. even that's uneasy, even though it's not really scary, yeah, just the 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 fucking. The hitchhiker when they're still just building it up is. Last time I watched that, I was like, "Fuck, that is creepy as shit." Yeah, that's the that opening stuff. So, yeah. Okay, script. I would probably say. I think this is tighter. Tighter. It is tighter. I think you. I'd say they were pretty even. Yeah, I might even lean that. slightly to Black Christmas, yeah. just because I feel like it's better takes, plotted. Well, it takes more and more. Maybe not more work. I think the characters in Black Christmas are good and they're trying to put forward mystery elements and things like that. A bit of a whodunit. Yeah. Whereas Texas Chainsaw is a little more straightforward. Yeah. And it comes together with the look of the film and the acting. and So I think I'd probably just slightly nod to Black Christmas on that one. Yeah, agreed. 
And the last one is the final girl. Look, again, there's not a great deal of impression here, but I just feel that Sally probably gets it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more iconic, some of that last that stuff where she's with the family and she's being tortured and the whole thing Correct. with him running out onto the road at the end. Yeah. All that stuff's kind of remembered. Yeah. Whereas Olivia Hussey's kind of not forgotten but not not particularly memorable. Yeah, and I think the big thing for Sally is you do recall the friggin' like the scene at the dinner table and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Where you look at it and you're like, fuck, she looks legitimately scared. Yeah. And she looks like she's losing the losing the plot, yeah, a little bit, which is the memorable part of the character. I mean, prior to that, I don't think she has a, 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 a heck of a lot to do, and you don't you don't hear a lot from her. You know, there's not a lot of sort of character development, no. in terms of any dialogue or anything like that. But the the situation she goes through, you feel like fuck. You look at it and you you believe she's constantly. I feel like hell. I was fucking in it too. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> All right, so TCM gets through. So what we have is Friday the 13th Part 4 versus Scream mm. on the Western Conference side and Halloween 1978 versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're going to drop our scoring now because obviously we've scored them. Yep. We're gonna, this is going to be more discussions about preference. Friday the 13th Part 4 versus Scream. I love Part 4, but you're talking about you're up against the absolute best. Like, you really are getting probably whipped off the court. Yeah, yeah. There. Well, it's one of those situations where you played well and you still couldn't get the job done. You just, you maxed out your limits. Yeah. But you just weren't You're quite up as against talented. just a far more talented squad. And, yeah. and Scream's just got everything going for it above yeah, part four. That's my feel. Other um, than the gore, really. Yeah. Everything else. I mean, even Jason versus Ghostface. That's, I think Jason still gets you, mate. That's probably tight. I would say that's probably that's that's as close as you're going to get to a, to a a tie on points. Yeah, but I think I just I just love Ghostface in Scream One, just just a tiny bit more. Ghostface can talk, mm. so that gives him an edge in this type of thing because that voice is he, what he says is important yeah. to the film. And you have to hear less from some of the as you, you were talking about the swill that you populate your films with. <laughs> Having Ghostface chat a little bit and interact with it yeah. as you have to. Yeah. From, yeah, from a little the bit fucking, swill. <laughs> the fucking Dracula's rejects <laughs> that turned up in a lot of the Friday films. I feel like we're really kicking Dracula's. I mean, the good people at Dracula's probably, probably sure went really hard. People. They're lovely people. But I, I'm, I'm glad you said Dracula's rejects on this one because that, that gives him a bit of credit. Yeah, credit. He can get some good blood through the door. I'm sure if we went to Dracula's, we'd have a fucking great night. So ultimately, oh, we'd have an absolute bum burner. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, fuck, Dracula's is for us. <laughs> is it not? Exactly. So I, I hate, I, I, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of unfair. Yeah. That a classic, like what I would consider one of the classic slashes of yep. the 80s period. Yes. If and it not, is. I mean, shit, you've made the conference finals. You're no slouch. No. But, you know, when you get to writing. Yeah. Writing, like, acting, the final girl. Like, yeah. It's, it's a canter in those yeah, aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason might edge Ghostface in 
at the top of the the at the either edgy more go like level because Jason's sort of iconic, yeah. most well known of the slashes. Yeah. But then you know you're looking at okay the gore scream's got enough there to satisfy. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Savini, you know he always gets me, but it's it's only a hair better. And so Scream's really sort of firing on all cylinders, and Jason, unfortunately, Friday the 13th Part 4 just can't quite compete at mm. that sort of level. So Scream goes through to the finals. On the other side of the coin, Texas Chainsaw versus Halloween 78. I think you got the same thing. Look, here. this is the 94 Knicks. Texas Chainsaw <laughs> is the 94 Knicks. Halloween's the 96 Bulls. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's had a bit of everything. That yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, the 94 Knicks, are, they're post-heavy. They're going to bludgeon you. Yeah. you you're going to know they're there. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Silky Skills will win out. Yeah, but, but Halloween 78's got Michael Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the in the on the screen and in the direct <laughs> in yeah, the director's chair. Yeah, chair, yeah, correct. And look, if you're breaking it down even further with things like music and directorial skills and all that, and I'm yeah. not knocking Tobe Hooper, and I think I actually find that that little bit of um, sound stuff they use in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the, yeah. the sound of the fucking flash camera flash going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's really effective. They're more similar than I I, yeah. I think. They're both. Pretty simple and reused parts yeah. of music and stuff, but it works. But I think Halloween's, is but just it's just Halloween's better, is better and more has has stood the test of time. Yeah, and I think look, Leatherface, I, I've come around a little more. Still not my favourite. No, I, I would take. You know, if you if you're putting Leatherface in as a big four, he's still number four for me. Yeah, but the original is pretty good. But you're going against what I believe would be number one. And it's just got, look, Michael looks so fucking cool and creepy, but it also is, it's got this whole thing that they put together about the boogeyman, and I don't think you could have found a better look. Yes, for that. Because of that, you're projecting your own shit onto it. You you, you kind of, you know, we, we get the elements where we're looking through the fucking eyes of Michael Myers, basically, with the point of view shit. Mm. I just think you, Michael Myers has got that added element of your projecting shit. It's. He's like the embodiment of, of, you do see him, but it's also kind of a representation of what you don't see fucking scares you more and stuff Correct. like that. So, yeah. so, we've come down to it. Scream versus Halloween 1978. This is going to be an interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. They both have their strengths, and if we were to lay it out there, putting them against each other via categories, we might get a, a result that, that works for us. But for me, it's all more about feel, and it's about nostalgia, and it's about... Just feel. You're one of these blokes that says, analytics don't mean shit. <laughs> you just go out there and yeah, take no, it. No, I'm not interested in analytics. You know, Everyone else is doing it. You, no, look at all the, you, know, you look at all the analytics, you're still the Byron Scott sitting up in the press conference yeah. going, you don't win with three points. No, you don't. Of course you don't. <laughs> now, what I say is, I, it's about how I feel about these films. Yes. Not about yeah, yeah, yeah. what the thing is. And for me, it will always be 1978's Halloween. Hmm. Just because it started all of this, well, pretty much started the slasher movie 
as it as it became. Yeah. And this is you know this you're looking at. I mean, the yeah, modern the Black modern... Christmas probably deserves a bit of credit. Oh, look for a lot of some of what I mean. Came. You watch that. You watch the opening, and you're like, yeah. John Carpenter's seen this. <laughs> and there are elements of that, but, I mean, the thing I love about the, the... I say I love, I say it sarcastically, about the modern kind of, you know, everyone with a, with an opinion on the internet is we're just so caught up in this hidden gem and, uh, oh, actually, this is better and this sort of shit. And there's there's positive things about that, but then we get to we get to this point where people just want to say it to be different, mm. and it really bothers me sometimes. Look, I understand people have different opinions, but then someone puts out a different opinion, and then everyone fucking has that opinion. And yeah. yeah, I know there are people that have put reasonable arguments together to say Black Christmas is better than Halloween mm. and all this sort of shit. But I just think when you look at them head to head, I think it's clear that Halloween's just a little bit better. Whether John Carpenter took things or not, and it's clear he did. Yeah. He'd met Bob Clark. He knew Bob Clark. Yeah. He'd spoken to him about Black Christmas. Yeah. But he did it better. Yeah. And I don't care what anyone says. My opinion is he did it better. And I think if you if you took a kind of consensus and went for a consensus, I think it is still that Halloween is better. Yeah. So, for me, as much as I love Scream... Yep. And I think Scream has got so much going for it. Yep. And, and it, it it changed the the landscape. Yeah. Well, it kind of did a little bit of Halloween itself. But, yes. Um, it took, took, the, it took a little bit longer for us to get start getting some better movies. Yeah, <laughs> true. But what I mean is it changed the slasher movie when it has gone stale. Yes. It was no longer a viable genre. Yep. And it restarted it. And it has... All the hallmarks of what make something like Halloween great. Yep. And it 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 is right on par in, in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about the original Halloween that that I'll never sort of. It, I don't think any movie will of this type will beat. No, and I think you're right. Look, I love Scream. It's one of my favourites, but. I mean, if you go bit by bit, I think the only things it would have are killer. It's Michael Myers. Mm. Like we spoke about, he's a five. Even as much as I would probably put Ghostface in the original Scream as a five. Yeah. But it's, you know, if I have to fucking break it down to the hundreds or thousands or whatever, it's Michael Myers Myers, that gets the nod. The only things Scream probably gets are... Well, the gore. The gore and possibly the script. Possibly the acting. I would actually argue the script, and this is why. I'm not saying the Scream is not a really good script, because it is. It's a fucking excellent script. But once again, I just come back to that that simplicity, that simplicity about Halloween that, you know, we you don't. it proves that you don't need to... It doesn't need to be fucking super, you know, complicated. You know, it doesn't need to, to, to go all that... That sort of way. That see, Scream, yeah, see, I, I Scream didn't argue. cock it up though. Scream didn't cock it up, but it's a fine line. Yeah, I would to argue make one fuck up there, and it's, you know, as we've trouble. as we've kind of already mentioned with other movies, I would argue that a lot of the a lot of the successful stuff in Halloween is outside of the script. 
Yeah, it's, true. It's that you got Donald Pleasance. It's that you got the look of Myers so right. It's the music. It's the music. It's the shots that you've selected. It's the point of view that, yeah. even though used in Black Christmas and stolen by John Carpenter, was still not widespread. Okay. And you, you brought in a, a bit, bit more technology. I think the scream, the, the scream script is the driving. Yeah, is the king. I mean, it kicked things off. It obviously helps to have. Wes Craven and some good actors and shit like that. But if the script isn't as good as it is, Scream isn't anywhere near. But if you dig a little deeper, you go deeper than those categories we had. Yeah. The Halloween music is better. Music is way better. The costume is better. Yep. The direction's probably better. Yep. Cinematography. Um, cinematography's better. So you're going deeper and you're finding that Scream, although very good in all those aspects... That's where Halloween wins out. It, it, yeah. it creates this kind of... It uses all those elements into one sort of... Almost perfectly for a movie that's so fucking cheap. <laughs> yeah. Think about yeah. it. Scream's got a budget of, what, $10 million or something like that, I think it had? Yeah, yeah. It was Halloween's got a budget of two and a half, uh, 250k. 250k, yeah. <laughs> and you got that out of it? Yeah. Like, it's so well sort of put together. And yeah, I think yeah. You'll, you'll, it'd be hard-pressed to beat... In any sort of mm. in any sort of slasher movie, because you can't get away with that anymore. Funny you mention that. You can't have just, a uh, simplified script anymore. No, no. It has to have a hook or something. Or just um, Charles Band's got a new podcast, and his first guest was John Carpenter. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're talking about movies on the cheap. I'm thinking, yeah, I think John did it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John did it a fair bit better. But they had that interesting conversation about, like, Charles Band brought up again how they, he was making Tourist Trap. And he's, like, he's sitting there going, he goes, I was sitting up there making Tourist Trap, and then I heard you were making this movie, and uh, they told me it was called this and that. And then, I, I, you know, we had a, I, I came and visited the set, and I thought, oh, fuck, we're flying here because we've got similar scripts, but I've got Chuck Connors. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's your ace in the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting there going, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I was spot on there, wasn't I? <laughs> Which but is funny because Tourist Trap is, is actually not bad. pretty good. Yeah, yeah right. but uh, And Chuck Connors was pretty good, but yeah. it's not Halloween. Yeah, so my feeling is Halloween. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's I don't think It's, it's not straight ahead. It's not straight ahead. It's a it's, very tight, yeah. very tight contest. It's just ahead. Halloween's... And ultimately, these it's are got the it two, on across the board. These are the two films you want in the finals. Yeah, you know, pretty this much. This is the two much. films that probably have had the most impact on the slasher genre. It was going to be hard to top either of them. I think what's come out of this exercise for me is uh, Texas Chainsaw. Very. There was a time when I when I remember the first time I watched that, I was in my teens, and I just thought that's fucking rubbish. Yeah. But the more I've watched it, it's almost it's almost every time I've watched it, I've liked it better. Yes. So it's it's crept up a bit for me. Yeah. And although I do do chuckle and kick the shit out of the Friday fa- franchise Regularly. quite a bit, the top of the pile in that is is fucking great fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was good to see two of the series in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're very both really good films. Yeah. Although I must say, we almost have to have like you know we've done that we've done the 
NBA finals. We almost need to have like a CBA a, a sort of NCAA bracket for the supernatural slashes because oh, yeah. we cut a couple of yeah we did out. we did we did cut nightmare we, we cut we came the supernatural play, with multiple nightmares Candyman Candyman yeah, we lost a bit there yeah we Shocker. wanted to keep it exactly. a, <laughs> a certain way we wanted to keep it a certain way for this group and yeah I think we got the right answer at the end. Yeah, I think so. Which is, you know, it's not really probably surprised. not really a surprise, but it's always interesting to see that journey. And get yeah, there. it was fun to fun to talk about a couple of the lesser lights a little more. Mm. Madman, not so much. No. Friday no. 5, reappraisal <laughs> needed. See if it was not Friday a taco after all. Friday 5. In a have, moment of weakness, you, you, let your true feelings, you let your true feelings know. I know. Known. I all right, that is the Slasher Movie Finals. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for the next film that we will cover. But until then, take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.